Welcome into the Dad Verb Podcast, where we chat about parenting from the lens of a dad. My name is Andrew, and on this episode, we're going to be kind of recapping a little bit of our year and talking about our biggest parenting moment and our biggest parenting lesson uh, that we've learned this year. This is going to be our last episode of the year, by the way, and we're going to take a mini break and we'll be back uh, to start 2024. This is going to be our last episode of 2023. As usual, I am joined by Andrew Saunders, who's back. It's a little break from that last episode, talking about vasectomies. And, I want uh, to be a ben. surprise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew's back. Andrew Saunders is here, and Ben is here. And as usual, we have to start with our sick check. And I'm just going to lead it off, and I'm going to already break the streak because we are all sick. Son had a asthma attack. He's on a, mm. an, a nebulizer now, just like I was. He's got my genes, the asthma genes. <laughs> So it's it's cold. Are those like, Levi's or Wranglers? I'm just for curiosity. <laughs> How's everyone else doing? How's Andrew doing? Uh, we sneezed up pureed food. Huh? So I was a little concerned that it was like, why did this? What? And then I was like, oh, that's just your dinner. All right. I don't know where you were storing that <laughs> or why it was in your sinuses, but um, sure. We are not sick. However, I am going to caveat that with we had our first traumatic injury. Um, mm. So my daughter has one of those um, balance bikes, right? It's got yeah. two wheels in the front, one in the back. They can walk and push, and the idea is that they get their left and right balance done. Mm-hmm. It's about a one-inch lip with one of those metal lip things going between our living room and our kitchen. She yeah, hit that thing full bore, front wheel stop, over the front bar she goes lands right here on and the just lip? digs no. those front two incisors oh, into the top no. lip mm, and yeah. it's, it's just like bleeding wow you young little vampire you just ate somebody didn't you like yeah and, it's, and there's tears and so it was very traumatic was it an urgent care trip or nope, was it we didn't a... go to the hospital uh-huh dad dad rinsed her out with some water which was also traumatic that dad was being <laughs> and then uh it's scarring nicely on the inside. No mm-hmm. front damage. It, it really didn't even swell the next day too badly. It just good. You could good. tell, like you could still tell. But. That's always the hardest part. Is like, so do we go to urgent sick, care or not? But injured. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Here's my for me. It's like a thirty minute trip. I got to get in the car, it? load them up. Yeah, there's no urgent care. I'm living in a town with five thousand people. The closest <laughs> thing I have at urgent care is the like ambisol all right okay you good gotcha um, yeah, yeah it's <laughs> so it is like a decision like okay are we going to the doctor because we're going to the doctor it's a thing that's a it's more of a commitment yeah. gotcha yeah. yeah we've got like five within you know a 10 minute drive either way uh and all of them are on network now because we oh. have better insurance so yeah that's good that's good that's great. <laughs> lucky you oh uh, yeah look at this you want a mail uh, deductible me? plan but <laughs> they're all in network so mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway ben how's it going Good, good. Um, kids are actually recovering. So they both were sick in the last episode, um, but they're both recovering now. My daughter still got an ear infection that has migrated from the right ear to the left ear. So now they're both gross and she's just generally, she's still super happy and sweet as always, but um, just not sleeping super well. So we're on a new antibiotic that we got today. So hopefully that knocks it out. We don't have to go see the ENT and start talking about options and all that fun stuff. So uh-huh. she's doing well. Son's doing pretty well. His cough finally went away. So he's doing well and we're we're all pretty good. Nobody in the house is 
sick, sick right now. Just, you know, the basic stuff. Dude, well, there you go. I, 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 that's that's par for the course, guys. Typical degrees of parenting here. It's got someone coughing, got someone with an ear infection. It's just, it's just how it is. This is how it is. And uh, I'm glad that this is part of the podcast because it's literally never ending. It, mm-hmm. there, there are so many parents that empathize with this, with this, what we just did a little roundtable on. Uh, but uh, with that said, that's kind of our status going into our final episode of the year. But let's go ahead and dive into uh, the meat of our episode here. And that's our biggest parenting learning of the year, as well as our biggest parenting moment of the year. Kind of just saw this on the fly leading up to this episode. Um, and we, uh, I think we have a kind of a general idea of, uh, you know, after a quick little brainstorm of, of you know, what we what we deem is our, our, our best moment of the year. Um, if Ben doesn't say the birth of a new child, then <laughs> no loss right there. No, but <laughs> um, but uh, do we, no. Ben? Do you do you want to kick it off, or uh, or does Andrew want to kick it off, or do you want me to kick it off? How, how you want to go about I, this? I know my learning moment, but I don't know if I have the best one down yet. The best moment, moment. Okay. Yeah. All right. How I mean, about? Sorry, uh, let how about there we do we our learn how about we do our learning moments first each of us do our learning moments and then mm. we'll do just our favorite parenting moment uh of the year and i uh, i have a learning moment as well but andrew if you have one in the chamber I, ready I've to go one. why don't you yep. fire off um okay so when your kids are little they always put their hands in your mouth right uh-huh. like it's just a thing yeah. that they do. they reach <laughs> up and they do that and I've taken to like, nah, 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 right? I'll nibble on them and right. That's bad idea one, because now my 18 month, 19 month, whatever she is, she's like, ooh, I can bite people. Mm. So learning <laughs> lesson one, don't teach your kid to bite people because anyway. But the moment I realized I had screwed up this year was when she had my hand and she took my finger and she stuck it in her mouth and she bit down as hard as she could on my finger and a instant reaction, not even thinking, whoop, bam. And she got mm-hmm. a full, like four fingers right to the mouth and was like, what just happened to me? <laughs> what, what, what just, I, I bit dad. He always bites me. And then he smacked me on the mouth. And that was the great. So now I'm the guy who smacks his kid. Yeah. All right. mm-hmm. Come on now. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And, and, that was that was number two, and then I'm like, and two, I basically taught her how to do this. Okay, Ugh, like I was in, I was just down in the dumps because, and it wasn't even, it was wasn't even a thought reaction. thing. It was like an instant, yeah, right. Just, and yeah. it was like, okay, now I have to like remember that she is going to hurt me and actively stop myself from flinch responses. This is going to be a fun Mm -hmm. part of my life. Um, So you're learning there is just, yeah. You just lump that into patience. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. Well, so I, tonight we were laying on the floor because we all had to snuggle on the floor for whatever reason. And she had her sister's hand and she put it in her mouth and she actually like did the dainty nibble thing. Like I saw her and she goes, She's like, I'm watching. Like, (laughs) she's like, I know what's going on here. So I'm like, okay, you finally figured out how to play bite, but I don't know Mm -hmm. if I'm okay with play biting either. So there's a whole like, dad screwed up on this one, but that that's my learning moment is if you're going to nibble on your kids, 
figure the, the, out how to make sure they're not nibbling on other people. I yeah. I kind of <laughs> have this problem. That's the thing, though, especially with my daughter. Like, I just you know, it's like this. Uh, what is that urge to just like nibble uh, on your on you're your so little? Delicious. I, no, they're no, they're no, so no. cute, and you're just like ah. Yeah. But my daughter picked up the same thing, and then uh, there's one time where I was like just holding her. She was on my shoulder, and she's just getting all in my neck, and and then she and she put her head over my shoulder, kind of toward where like you know my um. Was this, is this your latch your or your trap. traps? Your, your trap. traps, right? Yeah. And she just bit on the trap so hard. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh. Where Especially that when they start from? getting those little teeth. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And then and she just she bit and she laughed so hard. And it's like they're not being <laughs> malicious. They they just right. like the reaction, you know? Mm-hmm. And they don't realize that it's you know, it's not a good thing. And then and when they, they they learn that play, you know, then that translates to like other kids and it's like, okay, it's a problem. So like, it's hard to find that balance. But like, I mean, I'm guilty of that too. Like that's, yeah. I don't know, you just, like, you yeah. just flinch reactions, man. Yeah. No, yeah. Was, I, I had this immediate like, oh crap, I did that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. Uh, learning, yeah, yeah. learning not to flinch react is uh, Popping your kids. chapter one and having toddlers. So welcome. <laughs> Welcome I mean, to the welcome to the oh, world of your kid like- of your kid abusing you and trying not to react in yeah. like a super like negative normal or like a way. physical way. Yeah. In right. a normal yeah. way you would react to any other human being. Yeah. Like any I, other human being guilty of that, though. gets a couple incisors <laughs> dug into my finger, they're probably not coming back without a black eye. Like I'm right. just I'm yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I, I, That's we would all thing. be lying to ourselves if we were saying like we are the perfect parent. We've never been like we've never done that. Like there, there are a handful of times where like you know, kids did something like that where they were just kind of like they'd be running full speed around the house playing tag or whatever, and they just like bash into me, and it just out of reaction, I just kind of did a Heisman, you know, and it just like palms, <laughs> and it, it, they basically just went right into a wall, and uh, mm-hmm. and then I, you know, I push back, and you know, and they fall back. I'm like. I'm sorry, but like I got, I gotta go on defense. I didn't like what's happening. You know, it's like I, a big rush, and you help them up. Mm-hmm. Like, are you good? Let's let's not run to dad. I, um, so I, yeah, I, I mean, get that moment when I'm like holding the infant. Right, she's 20 pounds, right at most at this point, and I'm like, okay, so I am 10 times her size. Mm-hmm. What would it be like if I had a guy who was 10 times my size who was like, hey, Andrew, let me just throw you around. <laughs> like, what yeah. would that be like? Would I enjoy that? Would I be like, this is amazing. You know what I did <laughs> recently? So, like, I'm so used to, like, picking up my daughter, right? And you put your hands kind of under their armpit rib cage, right? And you pick them up and stuff. And it was just, like, in my head, like, I saw my wife and she was looking cute, like, by the fireplace. And I just kind of wanted her to scoot this side so I could sit next to her. So I try I approach her like I do my daughter and just stick my hands under her armpit and I try to pick her up. I'm like, damn, this is a lot heavier. This doesn't work normally. And, she, and all she does is she just raises her her, her shoulders a little bit. She's just like, what the hell are you doing? Why get get off me? I'm not your child. Yeah. Anyway, uh Ben, do you want to uh, lead off with your uh, learning moment uh of your year? Yeah. Um I think the big one, and this is, I forgot where I heard it. I think it was on a post somewhere, but in a sort of encapsulated, I think the the best way that I had heard is, um, you know, I talk a lot about, you know, my son is super smart, really, really like has a lot of big feelings, uh, really like intuitive kid, really wants to be helpful, really wants to do jobs. But as soon as he's out of the headspace wanting to be helpful, he's, he's obstinate, right? And he... Mm-hmm. 
he is very, very stubborn. And he'll come up with a hundred different reasons of why he doesn't want to do what you asked him to do and different ways to work around it. He's very like logical in his thought process, which is super frustrating when you're it's you know 7 30 in the morning i'm late for work i'm trying to get my daughter ready i'm trying to get everybody out the door and my son is standing there trying to reason with me and argue with me as to why he should i don't know have ice cream for breakfast hmm. and so i used to get and i still do i mean it's you know nobody's perfect like i used to get really angry with him like just super upset like no like get out the door, get to the car. I'm like kind of pushing him out the door, trying to get out there. And what I've realized is like a lot of the reason he's doing that is usually one for the attention because he's getting me to engage with him. But two, you know, like your 18 month old biting, like it's for the reaction. Mm -hmm. And so what I found is like in those tough situations, I can, I can react in a couple of different ways, but generally if it goes a lot better, if instead of reacting with authority and anger or like just being upset and trying to get him moving, mm -hmm. if I react with um, either empathy, I try to empathize with him and understand where he's coming from and, and have a few minutes for that conversation because the more I argue with him, the longer it's going to take to get out the door. But if yeah. I sit there and actually listen to him, a lot of times, even though it feels like that takes a long time, yeah. it actually takes less time to get him to where I want him to go than if I just tried to fight him. Yeah, but I have to win, Ben. I just yeah. have to win. Yeah. So well, like it doesn't and that's, <laughs> that's the other thing is the second part of that is detaching my ego and my emotion from that interaction with my three-year-old. Mm -hmm. Because I, there is no winning that argument, right? Mm -hmm. Like I could either say, no, I'm the dad and I'm in charge and you do what I say. Mm. Or I can step back from that and say, you know, I shouldn't approach this with that sort of authoritative mindset because for him it doesn't work it doesn't mm -hmm. do anything it just makes the situation worse makes him drag his feet more he ends up crying everybody's upset nobody feels good mm -hmm. but if i can detach myself and say okay you have these two options i'm gonna let you choose but i'm gonna move away and go finish these things while you choose what you would like to do generally when he has that time and space to think he's good he figures out what he wants to do. He makes his choice. He, you know, chooses rain boots over Crocs or whatever the argument's about. And then we get out the door. But I have to detach myself from that because if I get engaged in that like emotional struggle in the moment, then everybody gets upset and we never end up in a place where, you know, we're in a good mood leaving the door. And that's yeah. not how I want to leave my house. That's not how I want to interact in our home. That's, I mean, maybe this will be my learning for my big learning for next year because I just feel like I it's I'm not there you know like I feel like I always default to like this authoritarian you know like no listen we got to get it done let's go and I know I struggle mm -hmm. with that like it's just hard sometimes um but that's um that's everything that you just laid out is is something that I'm very conscious of in myself that I could definitely use some improvement and as we I mean, go into like our next episode for like you know our you know, our, our new year's resolutions for, you know, like that yeah. would definitely be like a real one. There's, you know, but <clears throat> yeah, that's definitely something that's, and this is something like you've talked about previously where like you had like different tactics for how you mm -hmm. would, you know, uh, move forward with, uh, kind of bringing those moments down and, and getting the, that sense of calm before you walk at the door or, you know, or, um, or kind of de-escalating, uh, you know, a toddler, right? 
Yeah. Uh, and it, it doesn't work. I mean, it, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say it works no, all yeah. the time or even, you know, probably 80% of the time it's, it's like, you know, 50, 50. Um, and we still have mornings where I'm in a bad mood or I'm just drained. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just don't have it in me to, to do all of those things and empathize that. And I'm just get out the door and I just pick him up and move him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, again, on the days where I, I do take the time to do that, to empathize, to detach a little bit and say, okay, how can I, is there another route we can take? Yeah. Um, everybody ends up happier and, and leaves in a better mood and has a better day. Drop off goes better. My day goes better. And I don't spend the day like kind of ruminating on like, man, this morning was really hard. Like we're going to have to do some, you know, repair and kind of fixing this when he gets home. Yep. He's in a better mood when he gets to school. Um, and everybody is generally happier. Well, um, uh, if I were to kind of um, throw one, like I guess my biggest learning, uh, there's a recent podcast that I listened to called Diary of a CEO. He talks about like a lot of different, a lot of different topics, uh, particularly in business and all that. But there was one interview that he had with um, an actor named Cole Sprouse who he was like a twin child actor. He was like in the movie, big daddy. He was in a bunch of stuff. Oh yeah. But it, was, it was actually like a really in-depth, really good grounded conversation. There's one quote that Cole said that he pretty much got from someone else, but it really resonated with me. And it was basically like your life is basically a bunch of transactions where you're trading trauma for wisdom, right? There are a lot of things that happen to you that aren't mm-hmm. amazing, but they are kind of meant to happen so that you can learn, right? And then I instantly like thought about that from a parenting perspective, right? Like all of parenting are just, it's basically just a series of mistakes that, and just like mm-hmm. missteps and just like hoping that you're not like fracturing your relationship with your kid or you're not like breaking your kid or just, or like not messing up, but you are. But all of this is like wisdom for you to like grow and learn. And the biggest like, like learning is basically admitting that I'm wrong uh, to my kid, right? If I make one of those missteps, right, and I learn, it's good. I learn from that. But I think on top of that is telling my kid that I learned from that. Dude, I, you know, I know I was angry yesterday. Let me tell you, I, I, I know I got mad. This is why I got mad. But I want you to know that I love you and I shouldn't have done it that way. I wanted to teach you this, but I shouldn't have done it that way. I don't think that was something I ever got from my mom or dad, really, right? They just kind of yelled. They set their rules. And then, like, I, I buy it by that rule, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, but it's – but and I know that they have made a mistake, but they never, like, admitted that, right? I think right. admitting that you're wrong is actually really powerful for your relationship with your kid. And, again, that's still something that I'm learning how to do. But I know I'm wrong in a lot of things, whether it's, like, something that I tell them or the way that I told them. And that's a big learning for me this year is, I guess, yeah, admitting that I'm wrong. And that's uh, that's part of the journey of making a bunch of missteps and gaining wisdom as as we go. But, I, you know, and as a parent, I feel like, we'll never get that full picture of like, oh, I'm a complete whole parent, right? You and all these parenting experts that you see on Instagram or YouTube mm-hmm. or whatever, like they're learning as they go. <laughs> and that when, it, when Dr. Becky admits to making mistakes, who's like, yeah. 
the guru and raising kids, right? Yeah. And she's like, oh, I screw up with my kids constantly. I was yeah. tired and I, I yelled at him because he didn't want the dinner I made because yeah. he gave me an attitude. Exactly. She's like, then I had to go fix it. I had to yeah. use the things I literally write books about to go like fix exactly. my relationship with my teenager because, you know, yeah. I made a mistake. And she's present enough to be like, here's what I would have done if I was in a better mm-hmm. state of mind, you know, and like, here's the proper right. approach, you know? So, um, yeah, that, that I would say is probably my biggest learning and something I'm going to have to continue learning, um, in, in the new year. Uh, but if we flip it to the biggest moments of the parenting year, I'll just go ahead and, 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 you know, pivot to that right now. My biggest moments, um, Really, I, so we we kind of highlighted this a little bit. I I may have like breezed over it, but like I've realized that like parenting has like three like like groups, right? Three pods, mm-hmm. right? You have like zero to six, seven to twelve, thirteen to eighteen, and they're out, right? Like then they go to college, and that like block number one is already done with Henry. So time is really really flying, and it's kind of scary when you like think about that. Like he's gonna be seven here in in, in a little bit. I'm like, wow block one is done and now i only have block two and that's gonna fly and then he's gonna be in high school and then he's gone uh but i'd say the biggest moment um was one that realization but two this has really been like the year of learning for of reading for him i'm sorry i'm not learning reading for him and gosh just his mental growth is insane and just to see that blossom is just crazy and um really getting to my favorite thing is just getting to play games with him right now that he can read, mm-hmm. he can, he can read Pokemon cards. He can really understand what everything does and, you know, being able to unlock a new dynamic to play with my kid beyond just like blocks and little things like that, but like real, like deeper conversations about, uh, you know, the NFC East and who has the better odds to win because he's like understanding <laughs> stats and numbers and, uh, and strategy for different card games. Uh, I think that's don't like lie. The You're teaching him online gambling for sports betting, aren't you? <laughs> he's got the app and he's in there doing your all star bets. for kids. Yeah. Uh, use yeah. the affiliate link down below for your first yeah. free parlay. You know, okay? <laughs> no, um, so, You've uh, grand to your own kid this year. <laughs> but I would say that's kind of like my bit. My uh, one of the bigger moments is just the evolution of my kid and really seeing it you know he went from bulbasaur to ivysaur there's my pokemon reference for the year and it's going to continue in 2024 <laughs> and uh yeah yeah Bing. it's uh yeah. it's it's amazing to watch that um so i mean love my baby daughter love her biggest crush ever and you know <laughs> and colin as he, as he continues to blossom and grow such a smart young creative kid uh but you know if i were to like nail one is just the evolution of of my eldest and watching that happen so yeah, man. What about you guys? What about you guys? Sorry for ranting on there. <laughs> oh, let's see. I I mean, I, I get the win of my eighteen month old is finally saying I love you. So that's always fun. Mm, right. The first time that like happened it. on the way like... out from bedtime. Like, love you. And it's like, wait, what did you say? Do that mm-hmm. again. So, and then she'd be like, uh-uh, do it again. Not say do it, it again. again. Do it again. Say it again. Yeah. My favorite so, was uh, Henry couldn't say his L's. He would he would replace the L with a Y. So instead of love, he would say yuv. Uh, I yuv yeah. you. And then uh, Colin, uh, he doesn't do the Y. He does a W. So wuv. Mm. Uh, but when when that falls away and then they, they replace it with the proper L, that's a sad day. You're like, oh, oh wait, you don't say it like that anymore. It's uh, yeah. 
It's heartbreaking. <laughs> Doing it when properly. they start pronouncing things properly, and you're like, "Oh man, yep, you're growing up." <laughs> yeah. Right so there's there. there's the, the first right. day that they say it, and that is a big moment. I will agree with you there, Andrew. Uh, but no. then it's the first day that they say it properly, and it's like, "Oh no, <laughs> now it's gone." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. Uh, I mean, for me, I think there's, there's a couple first, the, the birth of our daughter, um, you know, she, we weren't really sure if we were going to have more than one kid. And I I mean, I cannot imagine the world without her. Like it's like when you have your first kid, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's just, it's such an, a life changing experience Mm -hmm. that having our son and our daughter and, and watching them interact with each other, especially now that she's older, like she's, uh, she's turned 10 months. She's uh, trying to learn how to walk now. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's like using little push walkers and all kinds of stuff. And it almost seems like she's even more accelerated than our son was like, everything's happening faster for her, which, you know, makes that, like you said, kind of that passage of time piece, even more apparent. It's just like, she was newborn and then all of a sudden we're home and it's like, now she's going to be a year old and, you know, a month and a half, two months here. Um, you know, I think the, you know, super proud of that, but I think the, one of the biggest things that I've, I've noticed and that I've been really happy with and really excited about is as my son's gotten a little bit older, kind of, a you know, approaching three and a half, four years old, he started to deliberately spend more time with me um which is yeah yeah, he's he's choosing to spend time with me which is you know i mean you know your kid loves you but like boys love their moms and they always will and they're always going to be you know mommy's baby and and that's great but as he's gotten older he started to like i had to fix the dishwasher earlier today and so i was putting new gaskets in the dishwasher and he was right there next to me. He stopped watching his movie so he could come over and see what I was doing. And he asked, like, what are all the parts? What does this do? How does this work? And so he's getting into that phase where, like, as I'm doing things, he's really interested in just being right next to me and watching. Like, from nice. working out to fixing stuff around the house to running errands to... um you know, even doing like bedtime stuff. Like he's, yeah. he's asking me to do his bedtime and his bath and, and those things that are typically more like, you know, mom, like mom does a lot of the the comforting, um, yeah. you know, not that I don't, but that's just, she's the default for that. You know, what's, and so you know it's what, awesome some, to, to watch that. One thing that I struggled with lately is like, um, it's cool when that happens, but then mm-hmm. sometimes you're just so gassed out at the end of the day. And you're just Mm. like tired and they want to do that with you and they express that love. But you're just Mm -hmm. like, man, I just can't right now. Like, I just like, let's go. Let's hurry up with the bad times. Go hurry up the bedtime. Mm. It's like, what questions do you have? Like, I don't know. Can we talk about tomorrow? You know, like that's where I sometimes like struggle, especially of of late. You know, there's just been a Mm -hmm. lot of like work stress. And then there's just, just, you know, and any sort of stress, whether that's like money stress, time stress, any of that, that like runs you thin. And Mm -hmm. You know, and you start to not take it out on your kids, but like they're they're a little, even like the most minor aggravations. Just like take those moments that could be so special, and then they just get so like dragged down. Um, which I wish could be. Uh, I I I I need to be better about that for sure. But um, sorry to cut you off there. No, that's 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 perfect. That um. You know, that, that is the, 
that is the basis of a lot of the discussions and like philosophy stuff that I've been reading over the mm-hmm. last, you know, year or so. Um two good books. So, you know, we do our New Year's uh kind of chat. Um two good books I would definitely recommend for everybody, The Daily Dad and The Daily Stoic, both by Ryan Holiday. Uh writes a lot of like really relatable stuff about stoic philosophy. And one of the big things they talk about is is the passage of time. Um and the fact that, you know, you should have an accounting of every day when you get to the end of your day, right? Whether that's journaling or just thinking through your day and and how you can be better, do things better, or, um, you know, kind of live more presently and more in the moment uh, because it it is literally the only thing you have. The past doesn't exist. The future doesn't exist. You have no control over either. And the only thing you have is right now. So running, you know, thinking about that, especially when you see your kids, <laughs> What's up, buddy? Especially when you see your kids, you know, every day that they go to sleep and wake up, they're one day older. Um, And every day you go to sleep and wake up, you're one day older. So I'm never going to get that day back again. Just real quick. I, uh, my boy was over here and he's, uh, he's about to go to bed, but, um, oh, there you go. So if you're watching on YouTube, by the way, um, I got my son here who I haven't really shown him too much on the dad verb channel or anything like that. But uh, this is Henry. He is how old now? Two, right? Three. <laughs> he's uh, he's six. He's going to be seven in a little bit. And just like the, like the thing that I was talking about earlier, just my love of like playing Pokemon and doing um just watching football it's been uh yeah there's 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 my pokemon check mark yet again but uh henry what have you been doing uh while we've been recording this podcast what have you been doing watching football <laughs> who's playing nice. right now packers uh giants uh dolphins ten- tennessee Titans. and uh, what what are the scores right now 10 7 half time uh packers up and ten seven half time, uh, Tennessee. Okay, so like, so just Wait, like, wow. Wait, does he know who's gonna win? Because I know who's gonna win. They're asking, do you know who's gonna win? No. Who do you think is gonna win? I think Tennessee and Miami. Really, Miami? <laughs> are... Okay, okay. See, I I know who's gonna win. It's the team with the higher score. <laughs> <laughs> Man, so Henry, uh, so when it comes to uh, is, when it comes to like the moments that we're talking about, like mm-hmm. uh, this is one of those things where I I just love his your passion for football and what team in particular do you love the most? Cowboys. Yeah, I lost him. He's not a he's not oh. a Jets fan. I, I, yeah, I know. I know. That's all right. We can so, forgive him. He's still young. I mean, he is local to Dallas. I mean, yeah, yeah he is. So he's real quick, born, before you born go to and bed, raised. Tell, tell, let's just tell everyone what happened with the Dallas Cowboys and the Eagles yesterday and what did that mean for them in the playoffs? The Cowboys are the best in the NFC East. Are they? Yeah. Well, actually, are they better than yes. the Eagles? They are? Yes. Oh, they actually took it over? Okay. You hear the, the confidence in his voice. Yeah. He's like, confidence. <laughs> He's like, yeah, yes, I looked at, I looked at the know. stats, Dad. So, so uh, what, what all happened yesterday? Who won? What was the score? Thirty-three, thirteen, Dallas. Nice, nice. I mean, like, All it's right. so funny. Like, uh, and I, don't, like, I honestly don't remember the score, but I don't doubt him. Like, this kid is uh, yeah. his recall of football is amazing. But anyway, just I just love his passion for uh, for even the things and just the way he shows it. It's been really cool. I love you, man. 
love you. <laughs> All right, man. Can you get a hug before you go to bed? Yeah. All right, man. So, well, thanks for that uh, happy interruption, guys. Um, oh, but no worries. Anyway, what were you saying? Sorry, I saw him like scooting away for Ben. I was like, man, I even talked no. to him tonight. So. You, you, no. You know there, what I was there trying? There is no, uh, no, no issue here saying goodnight to your kid. <laughs> I always love that we're all amazed by little kids' recall, like how good their memory is. But you got to remember, like, they got the same size wetware as the rest of us. They just have less to store. That's so true. recall's just better, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. In 40 so, years, you won't be able to recall the game yesterday. I promise. It's not It's just so interesting, though, like how his, like his attention is so focused and his passion is so, like, uh, mm-hmm. uh, so he goes to his soccer practice with uh, a couple of uh, our, our neighbors that are also on his team. And the whole time, he'll just be yapping away about football. And uh, and the dad, he's like taking him. He's like, are you? What? Really? And just like, because football alone is a very complex game. The downs mm-hmm. you know, and all that, you know, just, uh, you know, the way plays work and, you know, screens and slants and all that. And uh, he knows everything, everything. It's amazing. Uh, and that's one of our favorite games that we like to play at the moment. It's actually not Pokemon. It's um, making up plays uh, where I would like make up a color and a route. And then I'd, and then he would do the route and then I'd have to like throw it to him. So it's uh, that's been really fun. But anyway, um, before. I I don't recall where you were at, Ben, uh, but I know we're coming up on time here. What were you saying? Ben was talking about his stoic philosophy in a book that he read, and he listed really two really good books, and I, I'm not going to remember the names, so make sure you put them in the chat so I can <laughs> yeah, fill out the details but, later. Tell but me, it reminded daily. me that while he has the stoic books, uh, if you haven't read it, The Subtle Art of Not Giving Up is probably mm-hmm. one of the best books out there in terms of how to mind your manners in terms Mm -hmm. of like emotional responses and just what you should really care about. Um, And to Andrew's point earlier, right. One of the first things he talks about is you really have this bank of Mm -hmm. so many things that you can ever give a about in your entire life. Mm -hmm. And you use up 97% of them by the time you're like three Right. And so then you, you have to moderate. And when you hit your twenties, you're down to like eight. Right. And so you really have to mind your, your bank of things you care about anymore. Um, (laughs) But it's a great, it's a great book that I think the, I mean, the title says it all. It actually adds that layer of humor and that layer of what I would call enjoyment to the nonfiction self-improvement category that like a lot of times authors will give you, but they're so serious that it's like, dude, you've said it eight times. Like you don't need to tell me that I have to be vulnerable again. Just move on to the next thought in this (laughs) chapter, please. Right. Like, um, it, it, it's a thing that goes bad, but he's a great author. I forget his name. Um, but it is. It's got that jovial feeling to it. If that Drop it in the show notes, man. Drop Mark, in the show Mark notes. Manson. Yeah, there we go. Oh, he's got you it. You know, the funny, the funny part, though, is reading through the book description. Mm. That book is based primarily on Stoic philosophy. Yeah. So it really is. It's so interesting. It's just a, it's <laughs> yeah. a humorous way of presenting of the Stoic mm. principle. But yeah. it's, yeah, it's essentially control what you can control. And everything else is out of your control, so let it go. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Well, um, 
I mean, so this is, I mean, this is kind of our, our this is going to be our last episode of the year. Oh. This is our first year of doing a podcast. Uh, 2023, it was yeah. fun. Uh, started off with just me and Ben, and then uh, we brought Andrew on a few episodes in. Uh, wh- I don't recall when, ex- what month we actually started this, but semi-consistent. We really got consistent when Andrew joined, um, and we're up to 30-some 30 odd episodes. 35, is, 35, 35 episodes. So, I mean, next year, can we get to a full 52? I don't know. That no. sounds like a lot. I'm, I'm taking tired. Christmas off. I'm but we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> we're definitely going to take breaks here Episode and there. one started March 16th. Look at that. Okay. Okay. Wow. So not bad. Starting in March and having thirty episodes in, that's 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 been pretty fun. It's been pretty fun. So yeah. I think it's been a fun testing ground. This is something that we kind of wanted to just try initially, but it seems to grow into a consistent thing. And um, I think you know, with it being living on its own channel on YouTube, there have been a lot of things that we learned. Uh, and I think my plan. Uh, and I kind of discussed it with these two, but I think my plan is really to bring it back onto just the dad verb YouTube channel and having that be kind of the source, the one source of it all, instead of bringing it into a couple of different places. So, uh, you know, I, I big things for dad verb coming up in the next year. Um, a couple of little changes here and there, uh, with, with these two faces, <laughs> being a, a much more recurring, uh, set of guys on dad verb. Uh, but you know, as we close out the year, uh christmas coming around all that stuff do you guys have any kind of like kind of closing thoughts anything that you wanted to leave uh our our dads with here uh kind of final words when you're ready to teach your kids how to share remember you own everything and you're already sharing with the oldest so they have to share with their siblings (laughs) (laughs) right that's life hack number one i own it all it's my toy it's not your toy i'm charity sharing with you there's your daily <laughs> dose of stoic philosophy guys yeah, yeah. Uh, nailed ben. it ben uh no i mean i i think the big thing is just saying thank you to everybody who's listened to the podcast this year really appreciate um yeah everybody that's tuned in subscribed been a part of this i appreciate you guys for the the fun and the you know, the serious conversations that we've gone through. Um, it's cool to, to connect with a community of dads and have these guests on who are doing some really amazing things, um, in the sort of fatherhood and parenting space and just to have great conversations with the people. So I hope to do more of that next year and, and thank you to everybody who's listened so far. And thank you guys for all the time and effort that you put into this to, uh, make this thing a reality. Oh yeah. Well, I'm, Ben said, thank you. But for the record, 3.4 thousand views with over 700 hours watched of this podcast. That's kind really of impressive. Awesome. Yeah, it's, yeah. That's the funny thing. And that's I, just YouTube. That's not yeah. even including everybody on Spotify and Apple and Google and yeah. what's TuneIn. I don't know. I, I know Spotify. I mean, I'm sorry. I know the YouTube numbers and analytics and where I'm at there. I know like Instagram plays, Instagram reels and, you know, like what metrics I'm supposed to be meeting there. But when it comes to this podcast, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm just grateful. I'm just grateful I, for plays and listens and downloads. I see them coming in through all the platforms, whether it's Spotify or Google or Apple, and, and or even on the YouTube channel, uh, the Dadver Podcast YouTube channel. And it's just cool to see. Like I don't, yeah. you know, I don't know that like I have any sort of like I want to reach this many downloads. Like I, I, I was hungry for on like you know like YouTube when I first started Dadver. I'm just happy that like guys are here. Guys are listening, yeah. and 
I think I don't know how they're getting this number. 16,000 downloads of the audio podcast. Apple, yeah. Google, Spotify over the last year. That's really I don't know fun, if that's man. good. I don't know if that's I don't bad. know if it's good or bad, but, but thank like, you. Thank you. You guys <laughs> yeah. are here, you guys are listening and it's incredible and uh as just a quick big shout out to a uh, follower from day 1. His name is Chris Molina. He's a Dallas native or he's a Dallas local. Uh, he's been listening to Diver Podcast since the very, very, very beginning, and he just welcomed uh, uh, baby number two recently. So uh, I wanted to give him a shout out a, a little bit ago. But I'm sorry for the it's long overdue, but uh, to, to round out our first year, big shout out to um to to you, Chris. The Molina. longest Thank listener, you. yeah, our one of our longest listeners, man. Props to you and and uh, journeying further into fatherhood, man. So uh, that vasectomy episode is right up your alley. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Anyway, <laughs> that, thank you. Thank you so much uh, to, to finish off 2023. That'll do it for this week's episode. This year of the Dadverb Podcast will be back very shortly in 2024. Uh, again, as usual, check the links in the show notes or the YouTube description to join us on Discord. And you can always visit dadverb.com uh, for courses from pregnancy, uh, from pregnancy up through year one of fatherhood. As always, thanks for listening. We'll catch you in the next one. Have a great year. Peace.